2: Try new Pureleaf Blackberry Iced Tea. Visit amazon.com slash Pureleaf and enter 20 Pure Leaf for 20% off your purchase of new Pureleaf Blackberry Iced Tea.
3: This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles And your car, Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com.
0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to The Pod Has Spoken, here with my sidekick and uh, co-host through Thick and Thin, Riley McAtee. What's up, Riley? How you been?
1: Hey, good. Tyson, how you been?
0: I've been good. Have you uh, been able to recover from last week's episode?
1: I've recovered from last week's episode. I'm enjoying, I'm enjoying going back to the beardless life. Uh, yeah, things have been great.
0: So I can't believe you betrayed me like that.
1: Tyson's shaking his head. For less than
0: 30 pieces of silver, Riley betrayed (laughs) me with his beard.
1: I got to live my life, man. I got one hour a week on this podcast, and then the rest of the time, I just had this ugly thing on my face, and (laughs) it was was time to be done.
0: Well, uh, farewell, Riley's Beard, We Hardly Knew Ye. And joining us today, super excited to have singer-songwriter for over a decade, Derek Webb. Derek, you are famously known for uh, some Christian musical masterpieces I would say uh and as we get into it we have listeners out there that are maybe questioning should I become a Christian rocker oh boy okay is it more important to love rock and roll or to love Jesus when you are pursuing the path of Christian rocker
4: oh wow I personally think that that um musicians who love you know, what they love, love the Lord or whatever, but they don't rock well, they're not, they're not excellent at ro- They don't excel in rocking. I think it does a real disservice. What did Tom Spartan say? If you're going to like be, be known first as a great poet and let that lend credibility to the, what you say you believe instead of the opposite way. Cause otherwise, if you, if you rock poorly, it's, it's just going to be, it's going to look bad for what you're, what, for your belief. So I think rocking well should be the first priority. That's my opinion.
0: Wow. I did not expect that. I thought you were going to say Jesus and I was going to say, okay, that was just a test. He called me beforehand and I was I was supposed to see, you know. So I don't know if you failed the test or if you actually passed like in a way we didn't even comprehend is in what a, I in think a strange,
4: happened. In a strange, deconstructed
0: way I might have I might have passed. And and what's fun is we'll never know. And yeah, we I mean we might, but we won't be able to tell anybody that we know, you <laughs> exactly. know, at that point when that's we right, find out. Right. So um, Derek. You've been a huge Survivor fan for a long time. Walk us through your fandom real quick.
4: Yes, huge Survivor fan. So I was introduced to Survivor by my wife, Abby Parker, who's also a musician, singer, fantastic singer. And um, it was, I'm going to say, so my Survivor fandom is deep, but has not been that long for probably most folks who you might talk to about it because it was just maybe a couple of years ago and we we were talking and she started talking about Survivor. I was like Survivor, and I, of course everybody knows what everybody knows about Survivor. But I had a real misconception, and I think, and I don't know if the only folks listening. I know a lot of folks listen. I don't know if they're coming into it thinking, oh survivor, that's one of those things where they get hot people and they make them do ninja challenges. And I'm like, and I had a I had not have I, I, my information was bad and and she started to talk to me about the all the sophistication of the social game and the outwit outplay outlast and she started it's like, yeah, yeah, there's maybe you know, there's an occasional hot person. Yes, they do challenges occasionally, but mostly it's this unbelievable uh, you know, sophisticated, um, you know, social game and all this thing. And I was like, all right, well, we have to. And so literally that afternoon we started watching. She she brought me into season 19 first. She thought that would be a good entry point for me. Okay. Before um, we when-
0: season 18, I guess then which is where you probably should have started.
4: We should have started. Uh We should have started in in 18. Of course we should have. And of course we went back. Um, We've now watched, I have now watched at least half of all the seasons, but uh, not all of them. uh, But I certainly have watched 18, 20, 27 and 40. So I just wanted you to know that I have priorities about it. Good. Um, but no, so I fell so fast into it because obviously the sophistication of the social game and, and just the way the thing works and all the strategy that's poured into it. Most people, if they don't know, I mean, it's, it's the best, most fascinating part of the game and obviously all of the external things that are being thrown in at all times, season 41, obviously there's so many new ones. Uh, but yeah, so I fell hard and fast, uh, and now I'm an absolute, uh,
0: fanatic. And awesome. especially of yours, as I think, you know, thank you. Yes. I did do a birthday cameo for you from your wife and birthday cameo. Uh, I sang for you on that cameo and I'm you not did. a singer songwriter, but I still did it.
4: Yeah. You did give a disclaimer that uh, I, as I recall yeah. about, that you're, that you're not a professional singer. So, Correct. but um, on my way. I found, I found your singing delightful. Um, I just about fell out of my chair um, and I think we have like some mutual friend who hangs out with you when you're touring the world and, and beating everybody in, in poker, uh, who also we, we, we had a quick interaction through. And so I don't know if you realize this is actually time number three, um, but that we've in, I've seen your face on a screen, although
0: this is the first time you've talked back. So that's super exciting. You like me. that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really better than too. Okay. Speaking of 41 season 41. In general, before we get into this episode, episode eight, uh, how do you feel about the season? The new era of Survivor. Thoughts?
4: I have so many thoughts, but I think here's my, if I had to distill it down for you. Okay, please do. I, what,
0: what I would say is, what other
4: show after, you know, what's it been? So it's 41 seasons, 20 years. Yes. Is in, at this point, this far in, any any show in their right mind especially after a break and especially in an abbreviated season, a shorter season. What other show in their right mind would, would say, let's shake everything up and let's try a lot of new things and let's try to, it, 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 the, the conventional wisdom in my, my opinion would be, no, no, we got to play it safe. Let's do what we know. Let's just get in and really crush through on it. We've had a long break. Let's get people back into it, get the tribe, the, the show's tribe close again. Then let's look on to season 42 and let's move on from there. That's not at all what's happened. And I, I absolutely love it. I think it's fantastic. There are so many new things. Is it, Confusing? Are there a lot of new features and new things? Yes. But I think everything in this season is designed to accelerate it and to to string everybody out. And I think that's exactly what's happening. Everything from the, the lack of food to the accelerated pace to the double tribal that we've had to the, um, you know, the uh, uh, there's just, there's, there's a million things like immunity. Uh, when you lose immunity, you're getting penalized now, uh, beware advantages. Um, all of it is designed to make everybody feel nuts. How much can we throw at these people and how, how quickly can we break them down for the, for America's entertainment? And honestly, I think it's working. So is it maybe too much? Maybe. But I think that's the point. I think that's exactly what's what, what they're trying to accomplish. I think they're accomplishing it.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. That, well, that's a refreshing take. Uh, Overwhelm them to the point of, uh, you know, uh, satisfying our bloodlust, so to speak. Right? Yeah. Uh, but
4: it's working. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And like that, we are on to episode eight titled Betrayed Are. Again, another fantastic pun for an episode. I love it. Uh, and Xander
4: again, right? It is Xander, Xander again.
0: Have- yes, it what? is. Man, this kid. Yeah. He's, uh, he, he came up with, uh, Murgatory and now he came up with, uh, which are, he had to have come up with these preseason. Like I'm going on the show. Let me think of like a bunch of puns. He's been uh, writing
4: them in Survivor Journal since he was
0: 12 years old. You know, he has. (laughs) He certainly has. And we enjoy it and thank him for doing that for us. Uh, we start off the episode like we always do, returning back to camp after a very messy, sticky tribal council situation. Uh, Evie and Xander high-five immediately and celebrate because things went their way. They are both safe. Uh, but then we pan to Xander saying that now he mistrusts Evie and Tiffany because they both disclosed all of the advantages he had with pretty much everybody else in the game, which, yeah, that is a reason to mistrust. Uh, Liana... States that, uh, she got survivor uses it as a verb, uh, by Xander, which, you know, is like part of the game. And, uh, she's concerned that she's now showed her cards and that she is definitely against the former Yasa three of Evie, Xander and Tiffany. And, uh, Evie goes on the, what she likes to call the relationship recovery tour, which is pretty standard. And they pretty much, they have like a little quick little snippet of all three of them shopping around their allegiance to anybody that will listen. And, uh, I thought it was pretty clever of Evie to just of Evie to describe that as, uh, trying to have lunch at the table uh, in school where nobody really wants you. So you're sitting there with your tray feeling quite awkward. And, that's exactly the feeling like she could not have described that better. In my opinion, I've been in that situation where you come back from tribal, both on the bottom and the top. And that is exactly the feeling. If you're on the top, you're like, yeah, we know that you're just, uh, pandering to us to try and get in our good graces. And if you're on the bottom, you're like, I know they know I'm just pandering. So, uh, yeah. Anything, uh, Riley stick out to you in that, uh, sequence before we move on to the reward challenge?
1: No, I wouldn't say so. I think, uh, I think it's just interesting to see the Yasa three sort of immediately all break off and be like, we have to do our individual games because I thought, I thought they were tight, man. And I'm kind of, uh, I thought so too. They immediately exploded, right? I'm kind of bummed. Yeah. If they're not sticking together, I was hoping that they would. I was like, here we go. This is going to be another one of these like iconic alliances, you know, like the I2-4 or whoever. Yeah. Uh, Guess not.
0: They were immediately talking so much crap about each other. It was unbelievable. Derek, what's the what's the point of breaking up right here? What are they hoping to accomplish each individually? That they stick around one more tribal council? No, I think it's a mo- I think it's a move of desperation. I think
4: they had no other choice. They 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 all feel like they have nobody. Evie especially, and so like they have moved hardcore into their individual games. And so I think it was just absolutely move of desperation. I don't think it was strategic.
0: Yeah, so. it's I mean. It seems short term like that's definitely the safe play, but long term, it might not be the best play for any of them. They should try to stick together. Although, if you can stick around one tribal council longer, that gives you three extra days to maneuver. So that is where the argument always comes into play. At what point do you jump ship and try to scramble for yourself? And if eventually that threesome is going to explode, you want to be the first one to break off. Yeah. Uh, and, is it,
4: is it, and is Liana the only one that has a, a secret side alliance?
0: Uh, of the Yasas? Uh-huh. Yeah, I believe so. She's the only one and she pretty much like uh, drew her line in the sand last tribal council. So now everyone yeah. knows that she's not there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. With that, we get into the reward challenge for grilled cheese, a grilled cheese picnic. Fantastic. I love it. And we open with Jeff sitting on the sit out bench. Someone's going to have to sit out. And he hides an idol. He breaks the fourth wall again love it. and lets us all know what's going on. Derek, you love this? Love it. I love it.
4: I love being in on it. I love this. And this is something, you know, but we've been able to see, I'm sure you've had other guests mention this, but like, My wife and I, when we're watching this, we don't, it's, it seems impossible. Where are the cameras for God's sake? Where are they? It makes no sense. It's like, it's like helicopter shots the second before. And then all of a sudden there's 18 high def cameras on everybody. I, it makes no sense to me. So to get to see the boats come in, to get to see the moments where you see the crew, we love it. And the second advantage personally placed by Jeff Probst, literally personally
0: uh tucked right there under that bench. We love we loved it. It's fantastic. It will be uh that advantage will uh go down in the knolls of history like the Shroud of Torin, maybe where Jeff touched this. We know he touched it. We have documentation that this was actually him. Yes, he actually that we saw it. Okay. But we good. saw it together. That's yeah. gonna go for a high price at auction for their charity at the end of the season, most probably. And uh, I like. I actually like the breaking of the fourth wall here as well. Uh, we've seen it a couple times this season. I don't think it worked when Jeff was telling us what Tribal Council is, because we already know what Tribal Council is. So that was kind of like a waste of 10 seconds. But I think here, it definitely works. Riley, do you uh, uh, have a rebuttal or do you agree?
1: Well, I, I think that this is probably the best of Jeff breaking the fourth wall. I think I'm still anti-Jeff <laughs> okay. breaking the fourth wall. But I like... <laughs> It's kind. Of, it is neat to see him like just tuck the uh, the advantage in there. What I don't like as much is when he kind of like points at the camera and he's like, "Oh, that's a missed opportunity." It's like, yeah, man. Like you show the advantage there and you show Xander not grabbing it. I think we'll pick up on that. It's a missed opportunity. <laughs> you don't you don't need to like flash the the sc- you know words across the screen right. for us to pick up on it.
0: Yeah, I thought that as well. But the first one introducing us to it and showing us where it was, I thought that was fine. Uh, they draw rocks again for two teams and one team is again stacked with Evie, Xander, Deshaun, Danny, Ricard versus Nasir, Tiffany, Heather, Shan, and Liana. And that is the crapshoot of Survivor. Like a lot of people, I think if you ask all the winners how much of it is skill, you will know how good the person understands the game by what percentage of the game they attribute to dumb luck. Mm. So, uh, fascinating. yeah. And this is this, I mean, this is no different. Like th- these moments are really just like is fortune in your favor. Yeah. We thought
4: it was interesting that this is that he, he's been favoring, uh, rock drawing to schoolyard picks, which we feel like has been a more typical way to break these folks up. And that, that can tend to be a skill, a product because if your social game is working, then you wind up getting picked or whatever it is. Correct. So, but yeah, a lot of rock drawing
0: so far in this, in this season. This takes, uh, each person's fate out of their hands at, at, at certain points in the game, which is typical of survivor. But here, I think we're seeing it really happen a lot. Um, and before we get started, uh, Erica draws the one rock to sit out and, uh, she is going to have to join the losers, but then Xander Decides to switch with her. I, in this moment, I actually did not dislike this play. We know there's an advantage hidden on the sit out bench, but there's no way Xander could have known that. But generally speaking, if you win a reward and half the tribe gets to sit and watch you enjoy the reward, hmm. there's going to be some animosity and some resentment. And that's like, no matter what, it's always, that's always the feeling. Always, always, always. Cause you cannot hide your joy coming back from a grilled cheese sandwich picnic on survivor, no matter how you try. And, uh, and so Xander kind of like, got to skirt that whole thing. I am of the opinion, if you can afford to lose a reward challenge and feel like I can go a couple more days without eating, Mm. do it. Wow. It keeps you out of the limelight, out of the animosity, out of the resentment. And, uh, and so Xander, the only thing here is it could raise red flags like, Oh, what does Xander have going on with Erica that like, we need to like, is he doing this just to curry favor with a jury? So there is a little bit of a negative side to it, but. He
4: also didn't seem like he even, he didn't ask
0: or anything. He just no. kind of took it. He just
4: did, kind of took it. He planned know? on doing
0: it. It seemed yeah. like a little forceful. Maybe. Yeah. It was forceful. Cause he didn't even no. let Erica decide if it was okay.
4: No, no. He was like, would you, would you like, we can,
1: but yeah. He's just yeah, like, I'm just taking your spot. Like, no, my
4: rock, my rock on bench.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: I have a question about this. It, so Xander wasn't part of the merge feast. And Tyson, do you think it's easier for him to give up the chance of grilled cheese because he hasn't had a taste of real food yet on the island? Or would it have been, or does that make it even harder? It makes it's it even harder. So long? Yeah, yeah, it okay. makes it even
0: harder because it's been so long. Like, I think it makes it harder. So I think at this point, Xander's got to be running on fumes, but he must assume that he can keep going like that for a little bit of time. Uh, and so, yeah. And like, I, I think it was smart, but only to the degree that he physically can handle that. And I guess mentally as well. I was insanely
4: impressed that it, I mean, I'm not, I'm not at all wanting to skip ahead, but that he, I, I was like, okay, what is What is the strategy then? And at first I, I was thinking, okay, does, does he suspect because at a, maybe this same or very, very similar challenge there obviously was, uh, I, I don't remember um, I wish that I did what, uh, what season, season it was. That
1: I, game Changers. Was it Game Changers? Yeah. Or, yeah, yeah, it's the one it? where... Uh, Sarah. I forget, Sarah, yeah, Sarah, was Sarah it. dived into the water and got it. I That's forget right. who right. was actually right. sitting on the bench and missed it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah. Sarah dived yeah. in and grabbed it.
4: Yeah, but any student in the game is going to obviously know it might be over there. And I was thinking, surely, though, that wasn't what he was thinking. And then he you know, he, he does kind of fish around, but later and we'll wait, we'll get there. He, he does reveal that he had some strategy to it, which I, I is
0: extremely impressed. Yeah. I'm with I yeah. did like his thought process there, but he is, he, uh, so we see that, uh, the challenge is actually pretty close until E Evie crushes that pyramid puzzle that she had studied it from edge of extinction, built her own replica of it and then done it, which does Survivor, the show, want viewers to do that, memorize the puzzles, come on and dominate, or would it be better for them to change up the props from time to time? My, my opinion
4: is it's, I, I think that it, uh, Jeff clearly loves, I mean, he broke, he, he's fun, what appeared to be spontaneously broke the fourth wall again to yes. look and say, hey, everybody, if you're a young survivor, you know, if you want to be on this show, that's how you do it. Um, I think he loves it, but I think they change it. I think they change it up enough, but I think there is definitely a reward for people who come on ready for the hardest puzzle, puzzles ready. Who is not, who does not know how to, who comes on survivor and does not know how to make fire at this point. And I've seen it so many times and it drives me absolutely up the wall. How can you possibly Come on, and not know how to make fire. I mean, I should know how to like make fire out of anything. I, I, I don't, <laughs> don't understand. The point is, if, if you study, yeah. it absolutely rewards. And I think that's probably why they put some of these back in. Because I mean, look at look
0: at Evie. It was incredible. Derek, I mean, it was oh, what a boss. I have a challenge for you. Oh, okay. Learn how to make fire, and then send me a video. Okay. Because you, you're, you're thinking I'm, there's no way I'm going to be able to it's do it. It's incredibly difficult. Oh, I know. I'm with you. I'm with incredibly you. Incredibly difficult.
4: I think I've seen some talking heads where people are like, yeah, I probably should have learned how to make fire too, though, before I came out here. And and my wife and I are just, you know, I mean, obviously it's
0: you know, easy, easy from the couch. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I mean, I, I think that like, even people who had studied to make fire for six months still could, there's lots of people who still after six months of learning, still think you're be right. able to do it. And so, right. uh, but, uh, yeah, it's crazy. So if you get, let's say like survivor calls you Derek, they're like, we heard you on the pod has spoken. We loved your input. You have a beaming personality and uh, you're friends with Tyson, all of that bodes well for you getting on the show. Uh, are you going back looking at every puzzle? What, like, is that what you're doing? What are you doing? I 1000% would do
4: that, but that's because I'm, I'm like a raging Enneagram five. I don't know if you know that personality test. I'm like a, a an insane data. I'm like a data obsessed researcher preparer. Okay. And so, yes, I absolutely do. Because I'm not and doing I'm, any
0: of that. Like they call me yeah. back again and they're like, come on. And I'm like, I should study like every day. I will say I should study, but then I'm never, I'm never, I'm like, uh, ah, just gotta, it got behind me. I'll just show up and, you know, wing it. I'm not bad.
4: That's the difference between a fifth time and a first time.
0: So. I, maybe, but even the first time I never, I didn't really study. Wow. Well,
4: but you had your, yeah, I mean, you, but you came in with all the things you just, you know, you, with your charisma, I guess. And your hot yeah, you know? I Exactly. Like, it's all work <laughs> for you. Like if I could take the, the opportunity yes. to praise Nasir who you want to talk about an absolute beast in this game so far. Like not only does he seem like a generous I mean, and, and deeply feeling man, but he in every one of these challenge and, and, and what was it a, an episode or, or two ago when they were trying to throw the challenge and Nasir is such a boss that they just couldn't manage to throw it. Cause he's so good. Right. And the only reason I bring it up is because he also went right in and made fire out of nothing. Like just a minute ago, like a couple of episodes ago, he's he's unbelievable. Like yeah. he, he's one of the most underrated, just in term not in terms of cutthroat, but he just pours his entire heart into every single thing he's doing on here. And it is incredible. And this, uh, this challenge, especially, I mean, he is
0: just, he's incredible. He's a beast. Yeah, he does. He is. And I think that, you know, that's the excitement of being on the show, the adrenaline. It also brings out like your deepest character in you as a person, whether it's positive or negative. And he's, uh, you know, just like a beacon of light. Uh, And, uh, we find out Xander doesn't get the thing and doesn't get the advantage. And Jeff points to the screen. He didn't get it missed opportunity. I'm thinking that advantage was to join the winners. That was my thought process immediately. It was like, he was opening it up. It's like, you can join the winners if you want to for a grilled cheese feast. And if that had been the case, I mean, I wonder if he would have read it and hit it. Yeah, or not taken it. Yeah. Riley, what, what are I your thoughts? Be-
1: uh, I think it would have been way more complicated. Like, <laughs> it would have been like, you can you join to- the winners, but you give up half your votes. You can only vote <laughs> in the event of a tie, but only if two or more immunity idols are played. Like that's what
0: yeah. The increase, the increase of your uh, shot in the dark advantage increases by one fifth it's power. Yeah. Something like where there's like so much involved that you're just like swimming. So it came with a little abacus. Yeah, so exactly. <laughs> the
1: yeah. Uh, Jeff is listening. We're giving him all kinds of ideas. Survivor so yeah, 43 should, is going to be wild.
0: We might get some money for our ideas. Sometimes uh, maybe they do that. Send checks out.
2: Try new Pureleaf Blackberry Iced Tea. Visit amazon.com slash Pureleaf and enter 20 Pure Leaf for 20% off your purchase of new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea.
0: So we go back to camp and uh, immediately the winning team at the challenge takes the picnic into the woods as most probably instructed by production. They have like a little clearing set up and they're like, okay, when you come back to camp, pick up all the stuff and head out that way. And then j- go there and keep eating until we tell you you're done. And then you get to come back. And that's generally the way these rewards go. And so they keep the group separated. You're not even allowed to mingle at this point. Uh, and it is frustrating because you can like, you get to see the food, you get to watch them carry it away. And that really does get Two in this season and right here to Tiffany Shan and Liana all shedding tears over the fact that they lost again and that they haven't had any food and even Xander is moved by their emotion to the point of his eyes watering and uh, this is where we get that confessional you were talking about Derek about the reason he chose to go with the losers is because uh he wanted to be with them because when they're losing, they are raw and emotional, and he vulnerable. needs to, and vulnerable, and he needs to be there for that. I like it. I like that. I like that thought process. Is it correct? It's not incorrect, and that's the beauty of Survivor.
4: It worked in this case, yeah. Because I mean, they all came there. They were immediately. It was immediately. I think it was Shan who was immediately saying, "Evie, Evie's got to go." Yeah. I mean, she, she was emotional. It was. Ha- It was, and yeah, he was right. I mean, he was right there in the thick of it. And it was like the most emotional post uh, reward challenge loser, you know, footage I think I've ever seen. They were all just kind of gushing all over each other, you know, sobbing. And it was, and which I think is another evidence, further evidence of the toll that this is taking on them from the complete lack of food, the accelerated uh, process of this whole thing. I mean, it is breaking these folks down, right? We saw it on the beach, right? Yes.
0: And that's what you want. That's what we want. That's what we want in this 26 day season. Is it to be extra difficult? (laughs) And it looks like it is taking its toll on everybody. Like you said, Shan immediately targets Evie and starts to push. I think it's too early because nobody's lost an immunity challenge or won an immunity challenge. And in this new era of survivor, something comes out of your mouth immediately everybody knows about it because nobody can keep a secret for some reason, whatever it is 20 years ago, when pe- people, from this season were born, they it's in the DNA now of human beings to not be able to keep a secret. So anybody under like, I don't know, 35 can't not just say the thing that they have and uh, <laughs> whatever it is, it's going to happen again. <laughs> and uh, so uh, th- that's just a quick clip. And then we go to Nasir. year. Finding a ton of papayas, which is incredible. I have a papaya tree like that in my backyard that I grew from a breakfast papaya that I ate. And it looks, it has 10 papayas on it right now. No Arizona, uh, no. you're not supposed to grow those in Arizona.
4: <laughs> and do you have to like spear it down the way that Nasir did? No, because it's, it's only processed. like
0: a, it's only like a seven foot tree right now, but it grew uh, that tall in two years. Uh, wow. So Nasir gets them. Um, they're pretty, fairly ripe, but not ultra ripe, but ripe enough to eat. And that again,
4: though, Nasir channeling his energy into, into being constructive.
0: Right. Being, being positive. City,
4: everybody being positive. I love his energy. Yeah. It's like, yeah,
0: it's incredible. Everyone else is having a pity party and Nasir's out. like Off getting papaya. Off getting papaya for the pity what I'm party. About, what I'm talking about yeah. And he gets a lot of it. He brings it back. And he then prepares it all, uh, which is great. And uh, papaya is delicious. And this is the craziest thing I think I've seen this episode. Like, it's a small thing, but if you've played Survivor, it's infuriating, and it blows my mind that Ricard comes back from eating grilled cheese sandwiches. He's so full, he probably almost puked. He sees the papaya, says, I just want a taste. He's so jubilant and happy from already having the, the, the grilled cheese sandwich, and he snags a piece of papaya. Unbelievable moment. It's
4: I just want to try the papaya. It's like he at this point for him. It's just pure luxury. It's like, oh, I tried the grilled cheese and the chips and the tea. There's papaya. I want to try some papaya.
0: Shan, is not having it. It's unbelievable. And Shan is disgusted by it. And then we go to Ricard. Who's like, oh, I didn't know this was a rule on Survivor. It is absolutely a rule on Survivor. Riley, if you go on the show and you go on a reward, you then when you return, you're not touching the rice the rest of the day. You're not touching the coconuts the rest of the day. You're not touching papaya. You're not touching anything. That is the only way you get the loser's resentment off of you.
1: This was like very old school too, in that it was people getting really upset about food, which I feel like used to be a thing on like early, early Survivor. I think in Survivor Africa, there was somebody who ate like two cherries or something out of a can of cherries that they had. And it became a whole... It was like a episode long ordeal. And Well, you have the banana
0: etiquette on Heroes versus Villains, where James yeah, eats James a banana the without bananas. asking the tribe if it's okay. This absolutely is a thing. It absolutely 100% Especially is. Especially
4: in Season 41. Yes. When there is no food anywhere to be There's found. No yeah.
0: Correct. And so, uh, Shan, definitely okay to be angry here. Uh, do you show your anger? Probably not. Ricard then picks up on it after it's far too late. And, uh, and that's, you know, that's, uh, that's it. That's survivor 101. Honestly, if you win a reward, you get stuffed to the brim. Don't come back and then nitpick at the losers, meager offerings. Just leave them alone. Let them stew for a bit pretend like you didn't totally love the grilled cheese sandwiches and get back to it a couple hours later.
4: Don't tell stories. Don't talk about it, Don't describe how it smelled. Then that's, that's the rookie mistake. And yes. you see it so many times, but can I also say that this, this Ricard and Shan Alliance, it is getting Rocky. It's love hate with these two. Like I know that she even says in a talking head right after that happened, like he he's, he's been like my number one, he's been like, but like it is, uh, there are cracks. Like it's, it feels like it's just getting torn apart. These two, they're right. Too, they're
0: both too, they're too fiery. The both of them. Yeah. And so it's getting rough. A yeah, bit. I think we're going to see some fireworks and I'm fingers crossed for it. Uh, we go into the immunity challenge, and. uh it's one of those ones where you're standing on a balance thing, holding your, the two by four up against, pinning it up. Uh, a little insider info here. Survivor does measure you before you go on the show. So each station is measured according to height. Uh, there are some variables there. I think foot size will be a variable because they have to stand on their tippy toes. And I think, uh, you know, the, there's just things you can do. And so I think that even though they do measure you, it's not 100% even, Steven. It just isn't because they can't do all the measurements. Like even how much you weigh while you're standing on your calf muscles is going to take a toll differently versus someone who's light, someone who's heavy, all of those things come into play. So this at one point says, and I, I don't mean to keep skipping ahead, yeah. but he even said he, he felt
4: like he would have done well in that challenge because he's really flat footed. Yeah. So he felt like that specifically, he would have been advantaged
0: in that, which you know, it's how, you know, that's one of the, exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. And so, uh, and if you're going on to play survivor, Riley, take note again. Okay. Sometimes they ask you your measurements rather than measure you mm. yourself. So if you can say like, Oh, I'm a hundred and Cause a lot of the challenges that deal with weight are a percentage of your body weight. So if they don't actually weigh you, you can just say your weight, say it a little light. And that way you get a lighter bag on the challenge. Usually they do weigh you though, but foot size, they ask for foot size sometimes is there a challenge where the thing is breaking off underneath your feet. And so it's a bit determining the width of the plank you're standing on. There's ways that you can then get around it a little bit. Obviously you have to, you know, be on your toes and stuff, but I don't think it's uh inconceivable to be able to do that and take a little bit of an advantage when ask your measurements versus just getting measured by a doctor.
1: Yeah, if you if you know when the weigh-ins coming, you gotta do what like wrestlers do to make weight when you <laughs> just don't eat anything for two days and you're like it's... just spitting and not and not drinking any liquid and they always yeah. look like they're close to death, but then they, they weigh in and they're like, Yeah, it's... I made it
0: it's genius. And that's what th- they do that at casting. If you go out to California, they do a physical. So that's when you need to be at bare bones, minimum weight. And then, you know, then gain some muscle between then, then and, you bulk and now. Up, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah, I do like that. Uh, we get there, we see that. And then Jeff is like, we have two options for you. First option. If one person decides to forego the challenge for food, they can get a ser- single serving of rice. Uh, any buddy who does that gets a single serving of rice for themselves for whatever, however they want to do it. But for a bag of rice big enough to feed the entire tribe for three days, I'm willing to negotiate. Uh, he says, start the negotiation. Chan obviously takes control and is like, Okay. Offer two. And Jeff just like scoffs at her, like the most ridiculous, like, and I thought that too. I was like, that is so ridiculous. And then he says, uh, Jeff says, no, that's not going to do it. How about seven? And I was like, there we go. Yeah. Let's start this negotiating. And that's Jeff went high. He knew that like we have to start somewhere. They're not getting into it. I'm going to get into it. So he pretty much like strong arms. them. And then Shan immediately goes to five and Jeff like snap calls. Yeah. Five. So Shan steps forward. She's like, I'm doing this. She's so hungry. She's probably letting her tummy speak a little bit as well. Nasir, for the good of the tribe again, we know Nasir's not hungry. We know he would prefer to play the challenge because that's Nasir's character. For the good of the tribe, he steps forward. He's like, I will. I don't want to see anybody hungry and sad from it. Uh, they can't get anybody else. And it's almost done and canceled until Xander's like, I'll do it if a fourth person will do it, if you'll take four. And Jeff knows at this point that it's either four or nothing for him. He obviously wants to keep it going for TV. So he says, okay, Xander steps forward and Ricard then steps forward. I think it's a smart move by Ricard here to be in solidarity with Shan at this moment. So for Ricard, I like that. I also thought it was interesting that three of the four are holding immunity idols as a backup.
1: Wow. I didn't even think about that.
0: It makes it a lot easier to step forward. Makes it a lot easier to step forward when you have an idol in your back pocket.
1: Yeah. So that was super strategic
0: by Ricard. I was super shocked when he did it. I did not see it coming from him right then. He didn't want to, you could tell he didn't want to. And then in that moment, he's like, okay, I, I will like, this is for but, me. Yeah. But it was, but
4: it was smart. And it was also smart for Xander. I mean, here, man, this, he, he, yet another really, really good, in my opinion, really, really good strategic move. Yeah. And Jeff obviously loved it. He kept the negotiation going, Yes. Um, you know, which is exactly, and, and he went for it. Um, and the seer yet again, and again, at the, you know, it, he, he even knows he would have crushed at this challenge. And he still, I think he says like, when I heard for the good of the tribe, I couldn't help myself. And, and that bright light shone even brighter. Right. Really glowing. The other thing I thought that was fascinating about this that I hadn't seen before was you've got all these people who are starving. And it's more kind of psychological breaking down rather than saying, because this is what I thought was going to happen, rather than saying, here's a pizza and beer, here's nachos, here's whatever it is. It's here's a canister or here's something that represents food for you later, but you're going to still sit here and not eat and watch this. And I thought that was just another little tweak, like a little fascinating, uh, little nuance to it that
0: I thought was great thing you're sacrificing for is going for everybody, not just you in the moment, which also was like, makes it a more difficult, you know, like why am I sacrificing my opportunity, my chance at immunity while, or my chance yeah, at immunity while these people aren't. So, uh, yeah. So I thought that too, uh, we get the four that sit out, they get the rice and then, uh, the challenge lasts almost no time at all. Everybody immediately drops within minutes. And it is Heather versus Evie. And in my mind, I'm like, this is Heather's airtime right here. She was fighting. She does unbeknownst to her in this moment of time. She is fighting for a sliver of airtime. Wow. And I was like, here's her moment to shine. This is going to be Heather's moment. And then she drops, and Evie wins in a little over four minutes, Jeff noting that. Spencer on one season went almost an hour and a half on the same challenge, though we have to go back to the variables. Were they able to use their arms in that, in that moment? What was the width of the board they were standing on? There's so much at play here that you cannot really compare unless you compare the entire set there to the set that the record was broken on because those challenges often are a little bit different. And that, will make all of the difference. So and the calories, the food, the, for God's sake, there's so many more variables, yes. but you're right. Yeah. Yes. So all of those moments and, uh, Evie saves herself, probably knows it. And they go back to camp, Evie's stoked and, uh, everybody else is now scrambling. They need a new plan. Liana wants to, to go to Tiffany and flush Xander's idol, uh, Is it emotion? Partly. But I think Liana also knows that because she severed ties with the Yasa three so hard that she assumes they're going to come after her and needs to get them out quickly. Uh, We cut to Nasir talking about how safe he feels, which in my mind, the second he says, I feel great. I'm like, I feel bad for you, Nasir. Something is coming. A storm's a brewing, and it's got Nasir written all over it. It's the very next scene. The very <laughs> next scene. It is literally the next scene. Yeah. We see uh, Danny and Deshawn uh, run over to Shan and say, "What do you think about Nasir? I like the move. I think, uh, I think that it's wise. I think Nasir is a front runner because he's winning everyone over. He's doing everything un- uh, uh, unselfishly." And selflessly, I guess we would say, and, uh, and he's fun and people love him. And so I, I, I like this and the moment here, when I watch this, it speaks to me that on the game of survivor, even if you are on the bottom at a tribal council, you get to come back to camp. You do not know what direction the game is going and you keep fighting and you keep trying to work your way in because this stuff happens all the time. All of a sudden, people are talking about Nasir. I thought this was interesting. Deshaun, Shan immediately shuts it down. We're not voting Nasir. Doesn't even like contemplate it, doesn't even admit that she really heard it. She's just like, no, it's not. And Deshaun is like, you never listen. You never contemplate. You never at least like take time to absorb what I'm saying. And she's like, no, I hear you. I mean, she clearly didn't listen. She heard him, but she didn't listen. Is that right? Yeah. Oh yeah. She, well, and, and th- this great quote that she
4: gives in just another second when she's talking about being a pastor and she says like, basically it's my job. I gotta, I gotta hear everybody yeah. and convince everybody that my way is the right way. Yes. So, so, that's, so that's what she's hearing. She's only hearing information that she agrees with. And can I just say that I was so incredibly impressed with the Sean, like a, he, talk about like he, emotionally healthy a second later, he goes right to her and confronts her about it. Yeah. And, and, and they, and they squash it, but the, but you know, he, he goes right to her and says, this is what I'm feeling. That was not cool. And this is what I need from you. And that you don't see that often. And that's usually where a player will make a mistake is you can, you can see the spot where they should have gone back. And that little fuse gets lit. And I mean, and four episodes later, somebody comes in and they remember that moment and they were rubbed a long way, but he went right for it. They, they hugged it out. And I thought that was super healthy. I was, I
0: liked it. Yeah, I liked it. And Deshaun's been really observant and has read all of his relationships correctly, I think, to this point. And this yeah. is just another one of those moments where he did the Different. same thing. He's like, I got to squash this beep with Shan before it gets out of control, before I get emotional about it. I think it was his train of thought and she's a strong player. He knows that
4: she's literally putting herself in every situation and kind of bossing her way through it. So
0: you don't want to be on the wrong side of that energy.
4: Correct. And so he was such a great, it's a great move in the moment, which you don't always see.
0: Correct. And, uh, and, and so they kind of squash their beef. You kind of don't know which way they're going to go at this point. And then Shan goes to the Yasa, uh, three and says, Hey, we're going to split the votes on Nasir and Heather. Then Shan goes to Nasir and says, hey, Shan goes to Nasir and Heather and says, hey, those guys think that we're splitting the votes on you two. And both of them are like, I don't want that, which is crazy to me. Why is Shan telling them what she just did? And when it's like, does not work in her favor at all to do that. Here's the thing. When you go out on the show and like, let's say it's all us three, it's us three on the show and I come to you and I say, hey, they're voting for you, but you know what? You're safe. That's not okay. If we're in alliance, that's not okay. For me, it's okay because it's not my name. So I'm feeling like that's fine. But I have to understand that it's not fine for you. And that's how you play survivor is you have to put yourself in your alliance's shoes and say, what is best for them? What do they perceive as best for them? And am I accommodating that? In this moment, Shan did not accommodate Nasir or Tiffany's feelings or emotions or strategy or feeling of safety, none of it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, they both said, no, that's not okay.
4: Monsieur was not
0: having it. Yeah. And,
4: and, and Heather wasn't having it, but she, she actually, uh, went through, she really called the bluff and she said, okay, but it, depending on, uh, if idols are played,
0: I'm going to, I'm literally going to be gone. Yeah. And so like, she was not having it. Yes. And, uh, yeah, yeah. And, uh, we know who Heather is now because we got to see her take second in a challenge. And then we saw her talk to Shan sure. a little bit. Uh, Tiffany does some last minute scrambling, running around, and then uh, kind of like, I'm with you. I'm with you. Just making sure her name's off everybody's mouth. And then we see one final cut of people collecting their items before a tribal council. And there's a little insider info here. You get a producer comes in says, we're on lockdown now, no talking. You need your shirt, your shoes, and your buff. Everything else is optional. No talking. They watch you collect your things in silence and then line up to exit in silence. So you can collect your things. But at that point, there's no whispering. There's no communicating. There's no talking. Everybody needs to be separate. Once everybody has their shirt, their shoes, and their buff, they can go to tribal council. So production stands there, looks at everybody as they exit, make sure they have those three things, and they're good to go.
3: Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now.
0: So they get to tribal council. And I have to say, this tribal council starts off super tame. Like, uh, they just talk about the rice at the challenge and how hungry they are and Heather and Tiffany aren't comfortable. Uh, and that's why they played for immunity. And then Danny talks about the Yasa three and Evie's like, no, Xander and Tiffany betrayed me by not playing the idol. And if, you know, if, uh, Sydney would have voted for me, I would have been gone. So they were just letting me die, which is true. And also I think a good point here in this moment, uh, by Evie. And then it's time to vote. And I'm like, good, that was straightforward. It's sometimes just an easy vote, no problem. And then Heather's like, hey, Jeff, can I stand up and say something? And Jeff's like, I mean, after
3: after after, he he says, it's time to
4: vote. Time. Yeah. I mean, he could not have stretched it out further, almost as though he was anticipating it. It did not happen. Yes. And then Heather giggles and doesn't understand why she can't keep talking. Yes. She's like, can (laughs) I keep talking?
0: And I will tell you on a returning season, if someone did that to Jeff, they would get reamed. You've played this game six times before. You know how it moves. You know how it happens. If you can't figure it out, then that's on you. Everybody, let's go to vote. You know, so this is like one of those moments where I was like, oh. And then Jeff's like, Uh sure, you can. he kind of like giggles at it, which is like so Heather to do that in the first place, that that's probably where Jeff is gaining amusement. Is just like, this Heather. What is up with her? So then she does something like crazy that i don't even know like what is the point of it she's like she first whispers to tiffany she's like going to take control all of a sudden she's decided like i'm going to take control and everybody's going to listen to me and do exactly what i say here in this moment is like her train of thought i guess so she whispers to tiffany she's like don't worry i got this under control does she tell tiffany uh riley who she's voting for yeah well she says i'm going to tell these people that i'm voting for to vote for nasir right yeah so she so heather goes to tiffany and don't worry, just like play it cool. I'm gonna go tell Evie uh and Liana uh and Tiffany to vote for Nasir. It, or whisper, yeah. So she whispers to Tiffany says, so I'm gonna tell Evie and Liana to vote for Nasir, which why those two and why would those two be willing to comply? I don't know. Uh we cut to Ricard whispering to Xander oh gosh. to play his idol, but it's like so obvious that it's like uh it's so sus. Like I'm looking right, at him like, like
1: what why would Xander listen that? Like, oh yeah. Hey, <laughs> yeah, thanks for the heads up, oh, buddy. <laughs> yeah.
0: We've been friends the whole time, Ricard. Of course I'm going to listen to you. And he keeps pressing it too. He just keeps pressing it. Yeah. Hey, please. Please oh, on. On. So then we go back and everyone pretty no, much knows Heather is trying to put the votes on this year. And Shan is like, collects the majority and is like, let's just vote out Heather. We're going to vote out Heather right now. Deshawn's like, no, I don't want to. I don't, I don't think we should do that. And she's like, no, we're doing it. And Deshawn's like, what? Okay, well, then I'm just gonna go sit down and pout a little bit because you're still not listening to me. You're not hearing me. And uh, Shan, again, realizes the exact same mistake she made earlier and goes over and tries to console him and be like, no, you are being heard. And it's like, well, I mean, actions speak louder than words here, Shan. And uh, and then Deshawn's like, I'll do it, whatever, I'll do it shan's not really quite happy but he's like i'll do it and then we end with ricard again whispering to xander hey you should just to be safe you should play your idol and xander's like "Uh uh-huh and it's like is ricard reading from a script for the first time because it's like the worst acting job ever he's like xander you you should play your idol
4: and it just makes no sense because his name hasn't even come up. I mean, like it. it I mean, now maybe Xander doesn't know that. Maybe he thinks Ricard does know that, and maybe that would be the only reason if he was just that in the dark about it. But right. Xander's a strong player, and like all the whispering and all the like, it's like why, what, like for who, for myself? What
0: are why? What are you even talking about? And this is a poor play by Ricard for this reason. Xander's going to be safe no matter what. Ricard already knows that. It, when they go back to camp, whether Ricard has flushed the idol, Xander's going to be pissed. And whether Xander holds on to the idol, he's going to realize that Ricard was trying to trick him. So now Xander knows with certainty that Ricard is not with him. That's exactly right. Can't trust him. And so Xander can go back to camp and play dumb and be like, oh, yeah, you were right. Like I had two votes. Maybe I, you know, like, thanks, bro, like, and pretend. But at this point, Xander is smart enough to say, Ricard is not with me, for sure not with me. Every
4: outcome of that suggestion would have hurt Xander and he
0: would have known it. Yes, exactly. Doesn't go good for Ricard no matter what. So everybody sits down. We don't really know what's going on at this point. We know that it's, you know, it's... uh, Could be Nasir, could be Heather. We don't know where it's going. And now it really is time to vote, right? So I'm waiting again. I'm like, is Heather going to do something even lamer than she just barely did. Uh, But she doesn't. Everybody sits down. They go vote. The votes come out. Jeff comes back out. Interesting note here is when Jeff takes the goes to calculate the votes, they then take them, read them, put them in the order that's going to be the most satisfying for the audience. There's a stand in that stands in where Jeff is standing in that moment so that they can adjust the cameras accordingly for the vote reads and then uh, you're sitting there in silence, complete lockdown, no talking. And they have you mic'd up. So even if you whisper, they can hear that through the mic and be like, hey, Tyson, shut up. And so you're like, OK, so that can take half an hour sometimes as they're like doing that 20 minutes, wow. whatever. Jeff comes back out. And so that's why the votes are always like that. I'm assuming everybody suspected that. But that is what happens. Uh, and the votes come out in a three-way tie at one point with Zan two for Xander, two for Tiffany, two for Heather and one for Nasir. And then the majority we find sticks to their plan. That was the original plan after Evie had one immunity, which was, uh, Tiffany gone. Hoping to flush Xander's idol as well. That didn't work because Ricard, uh, is a bad actor. Overplayed it. Overplayed it. And, uh, And Tiffany leaves and we see a look of frustration from Heather. And I think that's correct. I think Heather, strangely enough, is one of the few on the bottom that realizes she's on the bottom and realizes at some point, the majority is going to be too big to shift on. And Mm -hmm. she has to act now. I really do think that Heather is one of the few that recognizes that in this moment, because there's someone here that does not recognize that and will not now recognize that. And that's Nasir, because he feels now that the majority protected him and he is a lock with them, even though he is at the bottom and doesn't know it. And so Heather mistakenly and unknowingly has strengthened the majority's hold by locking Nasir to them even a little bit more.
3: Wow.
4: That's super insightful. And I think you're right. There's no, it's not always being on the bottom. That's the worst thing. It's not knowing that you are, that's always the and And when we're the ones seeing it and yeah. you don't, so you're
0: completely right. Yeah. 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 Uh, so yeah. I mean the only thing that like is, is weird there is that Heather also voted for Tiffany. And so I'm thinking, you know, maybe she was trying to flush fluff, flush Nasir's idol as well. Mm. Maybe that was her play. And maybe that she had planned that with somebody beforehand. Uh, but on Survivor, it's very frustrating to know you're on the bottom, to know others are on the bottom that don't see it. I think that's the most frustrating. It's like playing a game of, of werewolf or something where you know, and you have a grasp on the entire game, but you cannot convince the people on your team of your position and what is right. And that is the feeling in those moments.
4: I want to say that the, the, a lot of the other players are do have done a re, I've noticed a really good job with pulling Nasir in to the, to the, com, the beach conversations, yes. pulling him into the insider vote conversations. Cause he said early and now it was, a, I think it was in a talking head, but you know, he said earlier that he, he just loves he loves the game. He loves getting pulled in. He's, he's looking for that. Like he wants for people to want to work with him. He, He wants for people to want to approach him. And he's got like this, you know, some, some, some part of his personality that really responds to that. And they've the smart players have picked up on it and they are pulling him into these conversations and making him feel exactly what you said. Like he's up in that voting block at the top. Right. But he has no idea how close he just came. Correct. Which is why if somebody plays their cards, right, they will, he'll walk out with an idol in his pocket.
0: Yeah. And I think that's exactly what's going to happen if he doesn't start to see that he is on the bottom. But, uh, you know, he might not be the next target, although we do see a teaser for next week, Nasir versus Heather. So maybe Heather going to get some more airtime, or maybe that's the tease. And uh, Ricard and Deshaun versus Shan. Yep. And that yep. looks like it's finally coming to a head, yeah. which is great to see. We're excited for that. And then we get tips, closing words, Riley, anything of note there that the audience needs to be aware of? I don't think so. It's pretty standard, but maybe. Yeah, there
1: is. is pretty standard. I don't know if anyone's going to top what Sydney had this season.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Classic Sydney. It was uh, pretty good. She's already petitioning to go on uh, a future season which uh, I think is the worst thing you can do to get on another season is petition to the fans to harass CBS and Jeff Probst to put you back on the show. Mm. I think the best move there is to just play it cool like you don't care. Uh because she told us she didn't care but then all of a sudden she's now caring then uh that's uh inconsistent. Riley. Yeah. Anything else about the anything uh noteworthy we missed
1: no i uh i think that this episode is, is set up a, a lot of stuff that's going to come in the future i think particularly with shan too we're starting to get kind of this is, season has been kind of like the season of shan a little bit right and we're starting to get some cracks i think
0: i believe so i think so uh derek did we miss anything you think
1: no,
4: I, 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 I agree with that. I feel like we're Shan's definitely, uh, showing her true colors a little bit, just like you said, it's breaking everybody down Their their real true personalities are starting to, they, they can't, they don't have the bandwidth or the energy to hide that. Um, I think that finally, and I thought this actually in episode seven as well, but uh, I think finally all of the variables and all the new features and all that stuff in my opinion is starting to make sense. I think that maybe some of these things they designed as fuses that are lit early and are kind of strange. And does this make sense? And it, can we keep track of all that? Of I think it's, it's starting to make more sense as the, as the, the crowd is shrinking a little bit. I think it, 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 the chaos that it creates, I think we're seeing like crazy. Um, and I think that's working in my opinion.
0: Yeah, I think so too. And, uh, I do, uh, great episode another great episode after uh last week's uh uh murgatory uh we get into this one uh and with that we move into riley's beard update which there is none it's gone
1: uh we kind of did it at the top i might grow out the mustache uh i think you should
0: i think you should and uh good news though riley i do not believe there will be a live finale here so you didn't miss out on that
1: oh you don't think so i don't think so yeah, even if everybody's like vaccinated or uh uh they get negative tests. They yeah. haven't
0: announced anything and they did announce the winner this season at final tribal council in the moment.
1: That's right. That's so, right.
0: So uh they at least covered their bases there, not knowing what the future would hold. Um, with that we get into Riley's survivor superlatives i forgot i didn't forget i just like ran out of time to write them down because i was like so uh in tune with my notes on the episode so i'm just gonna fly by the seat of my pants right yeah, we'll what do we have it.
1: well wing it all right yeah we'll start with the best move all right uh i can go first if you want if you have nothing written down or you can, you i've, got, see it. What's I've on the top got it i've got of the dome here yeah all right go ahead
0: i think uh Uh, Xander's uh, read on something being suspect and then deciding not to play as idol. All right, Derek. Yeah. I was going to say
4: Xander's uh, uh, move to swap with Erica at the, at the challenge to, to hang with the losers. I thought that was a pretty brilliant move.
1: Yeah. I had had Xander not playing the idol as well. He hangs on to it for another episode. So I guess we're a bunch of Xander fans.
4: We sure are strong,
1: strong episode. It's crazy
4: that finally uh, Xander is, I, I, it's, I, it's hard for me. I have to admit to you, but I'm finally Xander's, uh, um, uh, you know, cachet in, in, in the pro column is finally starting to break even with what I thought was unforgivable, uh, with the hair. And now (laughs) I'm fine. Now I'm finally starting to be like, damn it. Like I have to forgive the hair, and I didn't want to. I didn't think I would be able to. Yeah. And he just won't, you know, if, if love and Xander is wrong, I guess I don't want to be right about the hair. Yeah. And,
0: and so, anyways, I don't know, man. And the sweater too. A lot of people weren't gonna forgive him for the sweater. I didn't mind the sweater. Uh, but I have to say that uh Xander's also growing on me. Uh I love the sound of his voice, you know. I think him and Deshaun uh whispering on either ear of mine would be, you know, my definition of heaven. And so uh yeah. Uh he's
1: got good he's good at the portmanteaus, you know. He can these the Murgatory and yeah. uh um he came up with the episode. uh Betraydar.
0: betrayed Tr-
1: Betraydar, betrayed yeah. yes.
0: So uh what else we got, Riley? Worst move. Shan, just all the way around. Shan, 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 Shan. or Heather standing up at tribal. I mean, that's uh <laughs> we we should give something or to Heather. Heather. Yeah. But I think Shan not listening to Deshaun or letting him feel like he's yeah. been heard twice, which you have to be self-aware. You have to know your audience. And she even said, you have to know your audience only then to prove to us. She did not know her audience uh, that she was talking about just earlier. And so uh, I think that she's getting not nearsighted, but selfish in her sightings where if it's not negative to her, it shouldn't be negative to anybody on her on in her alliance. And that's incorrect because you're selling somebody on the idea that it's best for them, not telling them what's best for you personally, mm. Derek. So
4: you, you obviously took two of the, the, the best worst moves. I'm going to just chime in with Ricard eating the papaya. I just think that was such a tone deaf yeah. yes. move for him in that moment. What a rookie mistake, classic but
0: rookie mistake. Anyway.
4: anyway. Yeah, yeah, I agree.
1: That, that was mine as well. Cause it's, it's like, I agree that Shan made a bunch of mistakes, but her mistakes were like, they're kind of like subtle and like long-term. It's like, oh, you sort of misread somebody a little bit. You made them not feel very good. Uh, Ricard made a mistake that's like just an unforced error. You know, like there are certain things that you don't do. It's like, you don't put yourself on the puzzle on the very first challenge because if you lose it, you might just go home. You don't get bossy when people are making the shelter because you might go home. These are just things we see over and over again. And you don't get selfish about food. That's something that you just don't do. So it was like, wow, we're really, you know, we're, we're on like day 15 of this game, like two weeks in and, and we're still, you know, have people who can make errors like that. Yeah. That was a
0: frustrating one. Day 15 and 41 seasons. There's still people making those mistakes. And that's what is the beauty of the show. Because if nobody made mistakes, why, I mean, wouldn't even be worth watching. If it was a bunch of robots that knew exactly mathematically what move to make every time.
4: And like you said, it's, it's one thing to know it or to think, you know, it, but it's another thing to be able to do it on the beach with the cameras there h- having not eaten in X amount of days. I mean, yes. that's when it counts and that's when the errors happen. And that's the difference between being, I mean, I would imagine, you know, and I don't, but the difference between being on the couch and on the beach, um, you know, and so that will now be the cautionary tale of Ricard and the papaya.
0: Definitely. Uh, Riley.
1: Okay. Uh, let's do favorite moment.
0: Favorite moment for me uh i don't know this
4: Derek, you go
1: episode
0: yeah
4: um i think it was probably uh, watching nasir in the reward challenge just watching the the absolute adrenaline coming out of him and like when when, when they got in there and just he grabbed that rope and he was he was like a one man army in that boat pulling that pulling that thing Um, and now that I've mentioned that and I'm thinking about the reward challenge, of course, I've now sabotaged my ability to say what I think now that I'm thinking about it it might be my favorite moment, but I'm going to leave that to you gentlemen. Um, and if nobody else says it, which I'm sure someone will, I will.
1: Okay. Uh, mine wasn't at the reward challenge. I I liked when Deshaun kind of called out Shan a little, and was like, we need to communicate better. I just, I think I enjoy when somebody is very direct
2: with
1: somebody about like, Hey, here's the beef I have. Let me just tell it to you. Uh, that's something I'm like, not the best at in my own life. And it's kind of like nice to just see somebody do it and like, yes, that's how you do it. Like when you have, when you have an issue with somebody, you just go talk to them about it.
0: Agreed. That's yeah. how you get far in the game. So when you it on survivor, Riley, you can attribute your lessons learned to Deshaun.
1: Yeah, sure. So Tyson, we'll have a phone call after this so I can tell you all the issues that now I'm <laughs> What? No.
0: Oh, no, not with me. I don't, I won't hear you. I will listen, but I will not hear you, Riley. Okay. All right. No. Uh, favorite moment. I mean, just for the drama of it all, I liked the papaya eating. Like to me, it was just so ludicrous that then he'd do it and then he'd have almost the nerve to be like, It's not a big deal. I just had a sliver. I don't know why everybody's like up in arms about this. Like, apparently, this is a thing on the show. Yeah, it's a thing, dude. It's been a thing the whole time for 20 years. And it's a thing because it makes sense in the moment when people are starving versus not starving.
4: It's like he got totally pulled out of the game for a second. It's like he was at the mall or he was free samples. and he's like, "Oh, free, sa- oh, free sample! Yeah. I want to try the papaya. Yeah, oh, I'd love to try some papaya. Delicious. I'm
0: definitely not hungry. I'm full, so I'll just have a sliver. Thank you very much.
4: <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, nobody said it, so I have to say it. For, I, so here's my my second runner up. I'm not. You, you didn't ask, but I want is, is Evie. Is Ev- with the doing the beads at home preparation for that thing. I've never seen a puzzle done so fast, any puzzle done that fast. And that's, I, I believe when I've seen it previously, it's like one of the absolute hardest ones. That thing is impossible to figure out to make that pyramid. Yes. And she did. It was like, we didn't have time to see the thing. I didn't, it was, just, it was a blur. It was finished.
0: With, I those, was stunned by it. Yeah. with those puzzles, you really have to put yourself in a mindset of a 3d spatial awareness, which a lot of people aren't, in tune with at all they're thinking two-dimensional they get something three-dimensional like that and you're not even thinking of ways puzzles can fit together in a 3d form and we've seen it once before oddly enough by someone who was mentioned in this episode spencer had seen a puzzle practiced the puzzle came and did Uh, it lickety split super fast and attributed it to memorizing it beforehand nice wow okay riley Breaks the fourth wall a spontaneous
4: time because he was so thrilled by it. Yeah, Yeah,
0: he loved it.
1: Okay, front runner to win.
0: Man, this is getting more and more difficult to answer, Riley, I think. Yeah. I think with what we're seeing, like maybe what's happening next week, maybe Deshaun. Like I feel like socially he's navigating quite well. And if Shan is gone and Deshaun is still there and... Is then the voice of reason to the majority? Maybe it will stick, although he's kind of you know out there a little bit. Uh, but I would say I would say Deshaun my winner pick.
1: I like that
4: pick. Wow! I as soon as you started talking about it, I absolutely agree. Uh, I mean, he because he, I think that he of all the players because as I'm looking as I'm thinking about all the. Uh, I think there's a lot, a lot of these really strong players that are that are currently really coming out and and playing up. I mean, their games are impossible to miss. Um, it's like he's still playing it. He's playing it really smart. He's playing it really cool. His social game was proven to me just in the fact that he again went directly to Shan and 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 handled that situation. Like he's being really careful that he's not planting any landmines behind him that he's gonna have to walk back over. And these other players are not really doing that. I, I'm 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 going to throw in uh, with Tyson, Deshaun.
1: Yeah, I think I, I think I have like three people that I think are really in contet- contention. Deshaun's one. I still think Shan, just because of how much time she's gotten, even though it's it's getting a little more, almost like villainous for her.
0: Uh, yeah, to me, I'm feeling like she is the main character of the but season, but yeah, but not, yeah, the, but not the winner.
1: Uh, I think that my front runner is Evie. I think that she's going to kind of, she was the big target last time and she obviously won immunity this time, but I think she's right at the cusp of where she's just going to start to slip under the radar a little bit. And there's going to be a lot more infighting that's going on. And she's going to be able to, I think, go far without being like the main person that gets people out. And she could end up at the end and She could have a lot of jury votes.
4: That's interesting. in the, in the last uh, in that last shot, the, the teaser for the next was she was Evie featured very heavily in that because I know a lot of other folks were and there's a lot of infighting, a lot of sparking. But if she's laying, she at the she was at the very
1: end of the teaser. She was just like, oh, they're going to be fireworks, uh-huh. and yeah, uh, absolutely- was like, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, gonna- she was out. She's not in, not yeah. directly totally in danger right. based yeah, on right. the teaser. But that you know, if you're directly in danger in the teaser, you're kind of you might be actually safe.
0: Yeah. Spoiler alert, there is a turn back time advantage given to the first person voted out who can, if they want to win a million dollars, smash the hourglass, and then the first voted out is the
1: actual winner.
0: We'll see if they do it. I don't know if they're going to do (laughs) it. Yeah.
1: Wow. All that suspense. Will they smash it? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Uh, Okay. And finally, who will be the next person voted out? I
0: think uh, not looking good for Nasir. I would say Heather, but I think she's such a non-threat that they will start. Uh I think Nasir is not looking good for him.
4: Nasir or Xander? I mean, because he's he's such a big player right now. And, you know, and I mean, yeah, yeah, that's I mean, and I was gonna say Shan, but like, yeah, I think she's um She's got too many, she's, she's, she's got a, a, a lock on some folks. she she's, she's solidly in her little, vo- her block of voting, but so, but Xander's playing really smart. So yeah, I think you could be right. I would hate to see this year go. Please. No.
0: Yeah. I, I think Xander's going to play his idol correctly. I think we're going to see him play his idol correctly at, at the right time, which then makes me think he's going to be around until we see that. Uh, and if the fear is confident well, yeah, as confident yeah. as we
4: seem to think he is based on this episode, that doesn't bode well for him uh, not walking out with
0: an idol in his pocket, unfortunately. Correct. Correct. So, uh, Riley, anything else? Well,
1: I've got Heather as my next boot. Uh, I just, I just think okay. she's not, her perception now is she's going to be unreliable. She's no, she is no longer as useful as a number. It was if weird. She's going to freak out and mm-hmm. tribal, And, uh, that's interesting. correct. That, that puts her in danger. And- Unless that was planned, right? Unless that was planned. Do we really think that they got together and made that plan with Heather, though? I I, sur- I mean, I guess we don't know. Maybe Heather is really the strategic yeah. mastermind of the season because we've gotten so little of her. But the little that we have gotten hasn't given me the impression that that's a plan that people could really pull off.
0: Right. But I mean, even somebody could sabotage her like Shan and be like, Hey, Heather, you should stand up and do this at at Tribal. That would look good for you. Like I But Shan had some good acting
1: because she seemed really uh, very upset when all that was going down. Genuinely upset. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, that was just my example. And anybody that spurred Heather to do that. Uh, Okay. Well, I want to thank everyone for tuning in, making us the number one podcast in the world I presume.
1: Yeah. you well, uh, are getting a million and v- listens an episode. I think you gotta be. That
0: w- more now. It's oh. more now. Uh, and we especially uh, want to thank Derek Webb. Derek we can follow you at DerekWebb.com Derek Webb on Twitter, Derek Webb on Instagram. You're all over all of it. And uh, my man Riley McAtee can be found in all of those mediums except for he doesn't have his own website yet. And uh You know where to find me. I'm all over. So with that, we will see you next week. See you guys. All right. Thanks. Awesome. We did it. This episode is brought to you by State Farm.